0: You're listening to episode number 239 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out the blog at 360Vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360Vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or, of course, you know, you can always just give us money. You can do that donating via PayPal. A link to that's also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Warning. The hosts enjoy hosting the show, and as a result, they laugh a lot. If you don't like that, that's okay. Don't listen. We don't care.
1: Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas.
2: Las Vegas functions on a 24 hour a day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Barrage. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want a camel. They
0: always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front.
1: Good luck.
0: Strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road. I think probably anywhere in the world.
1: Kicking ass in Vegas.
0: Vegas, baby.
2: Vegas, baby.
0: Welcome to Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> you know nothing, do you, Jon Snow? I see. I fucked it up right off the bat.
2: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Try it again.
1: You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Karen and I. I think we mentioned it last week, did we? No. Uh, HBO now has like a thirty-day trial, so we finally started watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, and and after bashing it like a few episodes in, bored. Well, there's a the first, ton of the backstory. First two were it's incredible. It's, yeah, though. it's. I mean, it's you understand why later, but especially after all the people that you hear talking about it.
2: We've gone through. We're almost done with season four. Three weeks into it. Yeah. So we've been like marathon watching which i have to say there is something to be said about not watching a series until it's
1: oh i'm close to the end i'm a much i'm a much (laughs) i'm a huge fan of playing catch up i mean it's it almost gets annoying once you catch up because then you're like god damn it now i gotta wait and there's more there's more story and i have to wait for it (laughs) like i got to watch the wire i saw all of the wire from beginning to end the whole thing as fast as i could watch it you know so that was that was awesome but like Veep, I just got through Veep, and now I'm caught all up, and I'm like, oh, God, damn it. no, I gotta wait for more.
2: So, Tony, have you watched, or do you watch Game of Thrones?
0: I do not, it's just something that's never been really within my wheelhouse. I've heard people talk about it, I've heard good things about it. I've also heard a fair number of people say they, sh- they stopped watching after something called The White Wedding. Uh,
2: Portion oh. of the show. Well, we haven't gotten. Yeah, to that we haven't yet,
0: gotten got,
1: uh, so. Uh, so,
0: yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Hopefully, it. I, I won't say spoiler alert because I don't watch it. I don't know why people would or wouldn't continue watching it. But yeah. I know I, I. I think the last show I binge watched was Scrubs.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> Not like House of Cards. I mean, oh nothing? my god!
0: I tried to get into House of Cards. I think I lasted four episodes. Are oh, you maybe What?
2: Are you serious? You are the only person on the planet I've ever heard that hasn't started watching that show that didn't
1: absolutely love it. Well, loses it? Like, Jesus, the first five minutes of that episode, you're like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. Yeah.
0: That, I I will concede, I am neither a House of Cards fan, nor am I a... Shit. I knew I, The minute it came out of my mouth, I knew it. Breaking bad? There's there's another show that I don't watch.
1: I'm just trying to think of.
0: Oh, The Sopranos. I couldn't get into The Sopranos. Wow.
2: <laughs> well, that I, I think I'm not as surprised as. Oh, House of Cards. you're
1: crazy. It, it, it's, it's the last episode lingering because we were as hooked while it was going on. But there were we...
2: a lot of the episodes that were like, really? Come on. Just get through it kind of stuff. But uh, that was, you're, that was a you're couple seasons in.
1: I think you're misremembering. I don't know.
2: Anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all right. I guess that we should probably start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with random Vegas.
1: Had it happened as planned, Fountain Blue would have had 6,012 parking spaces or two and a half times the number of parking spaces planned for the 65,000 seat stadium being built for the Las Vegas Raiders. You got that from vital Vegas. It seems like it's going to be a problem.
0: It sounds like we're only going to have twenty-four
1: hundred. Well, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so let's say there's seven thousand rooms. You have a minimum of two people per room, and then you have pedestrian traffic coming in there. What is that? Half of, okay. of the people that you're going to be able to fit into that stadium. Oh lesson. Do
2: you see what by I mean by lesson? Like, what no. the fuck are so, you guys doing? Casino properties I think are one thing because my, my guess is Fontainebleau would have had over ten thousand rooms. I could have been wrong, but if it was the biggest property, my no, guess No, the be. biggest
1: the biggest in the world is is like seven thousand five hundred or something like that. There's no way it would have been bigger than that. Okay. No
2: way. Well you you know better than I do. Yeah. That's fine. But I also think that the the hotels and casinos depend a lot on the tourists and travelers that are coming in that don't have a car.
0: Right. Sure. Sure. Ah, oh, that's a good call, Karen. That's a real good call. So, actually. so for
2: the hotel, I could see having a third, if not less, than what you might need. Now, the fact that they're gonna have six would have had six thousand in Fontainebleau. You're saying that accommodated a lot. It, it, com- more more than, yeah. more than probably they needed. More than probably they needed is right. what I'm saying. The fact that Six thousand parking spots is two and a half times what the new stadium
1: is supposed to have. Is just fucking insane. I mean, you know what you know what the idea is, and it's no. It's gonna be I don't. Ter- well, I mean, this is the only logical, right, possible way. It's going to be. It's going to be one of two things. One, they are either really thinking people are going to stay at the hotels, and then they're going to shuttle over. So
2: no season ticket holders.
1: Or <laughs> there will be satellite land that has a lot of other parking, because there's a lot of places that do stuff like that.
2: Well, no, that's fine, but 2,500 people won't even accommodate your diehard tailgaters.
1: Yes, but think just, about Cleveland just, Brown Stadium. Think about Cleveland Brown Stadium. There's no parking there. There's, there's tons more than of parking around
2: it. There's more than 2,500 parking stalls around Cleveland Brown Stadium. It's just, like I said, for, for an NFL stadium, NFL games are built on tailgating if they don't even have enough room for tailgaters where the hell else and i'm sure to your point they're thinking they're going to park at the casinos and they'll figure out a way down or they'll be that's going to be something i get it but that seems ridiculous to me if all they're planning for the stadium is 2500 parking spots that's insane
1: but the one thing i think we are all forgetting is it is vital vegas that reported this so sportsball he may very easily have gone here's the 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 stadium structure and then there's going to be parking around it like going yeah scott because that's not where they put parking they put parking uh, on the giant lot over there and the, and the giant lot across the street <laughs> and the giant lot over here they okay. never
2: so then don't list it as your you know random vegas fat because we'll sit here and uh, rip it apart
1: this is exactly why i did because i'm like this will just be a great conversation i don't know if they're going to have all that extra parking i don't know i just thought that was a fascinating stat and that's and barely even what's enough
2: parking w- for the staff let, let that alone right. what, that's the what players me, and the th- staff.
1: Forgiven. That's what makes me think that's all that parking is designed for is staff, and then all the rest of the parking will be in the satellite parking yeah. lots.
0: That makes sense. Hey, for what it's worth, I'm finding here on Wikipedia, so I may have written this 10 minutes before we started podcasting, it would appear as though initially the plan was to have 2,800 Hotel rooms and then a thousand condominiums in Fountain Blue. Mm-hmm. So 38 wow. units for 6,000 parking spots. So there you go.
2: 3,800 units. Correct. Correct.
0: Okay. Between hotel and condo. Mm-hmm. So it would have been not quite, but almost. Almost a, double. Two to one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Almost two to one.
0: All right. That's all I have to say about that. How about Twick Pit of the Week? It's a view that never gets old. Oh, I don't read that. Never
2: Tony <laughs> is off
1: and running today. It's a view that never gets old. Next to gambling, the pool scene is about as Vegasy as Vegas gets. Cosmopolitan takes the experience to the next level, literally and figuratively. Something about hot, nearly naked bodies on display, peacocking for one another amidst Goliath buildings like Planet Hollywood, so close it looks like you could touch it, further heightens the already surreal experience to dreamlike states. What is fascinating is how the people who come up with the idea for Cosmopolitan got so many things right, and MGM Resorts, with all its years of experience in the market, largely missed the mark with City Center. Thank you at Escuit 70 for taking us back down memory lane with a view. Those who joined us at the Cabana at 360 Vegas Vacation 4 got to enjoy together basking in the desert utopia.
0: It's a great pick. It's a great pick.
2: I don't I don't I mean it is a great pick. I have nothing else to add. It, I don't there,
1: is, know. there isn't much. It, it's, it's one of those views that if you haven't seen it, you're not it, it's, you'll never you can see pictures of it, but there's something about being in it like I can't believe this is I was more
2: chuckling over your your write-up about the twit pick but you know I I just (laughs) oh here he goes again what what? over extravagance
0: in fairness Mark there are times when I will say that I think the write-up of the twit pick is better than the actual pick (laughs) (laughs) it
1: is it is the most inspired thing I I write each week it's yeah how grandiose can he be Right, kind of
0: (laughs) but this was a good pick this was a uh, both picture as well as a good pick p-i-c-k for a twit pick of the week i i really dug it but of course i was there i got to experience it in all of my hungover gloriousness so thank you norma gibson for taking care of me but it, it is a good visualization of if you were sitting in the cabana what you got to see so for those folks that came out to vegas vacation 4 and didn't engage with the cabana opportunity you really missed out and for those that are coming to 360 vegas vacation 5 we're doing it at flamingo which means you get both cool visuals and gaming could not be more excited about this oh, yeah. well as always we will link the photo to our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, pinterest facebook google plus and twitter Let's get into the news. All right, so we've got some Park MGM renderings that have been revealed.
1: All right, knowing Karen, she hasn't taken a look at the link, so I, I'm going to recommend that you... Don't don't look shitty. I'm trying to help you out here. Oh, okay. The only reason being is once I'm done reading, you're going to want to chime in. I'm almost positive
2: money. Yeah, just go, go right ahead. Because uh, for the record, I already I pulled was up. I'm
1: clearing my throat, getting ready to go. Stop interrupting me. I was trying. I, I. I okay, a- shut up and go. Just shut up and go. <laughs> the Monte Carlo. <laughs> See, you fucked me up now. Oh, Did I? <laughs> I am
2: so sorry. You know nothing, John Snow. The-,
1: <laughs> the Monte Carlo rebranding has been underway for more than a year without any clear vision for what the finished product will look like. This week, we finally got to see renderings of what they have planned for the property to be known as Park MGM. And now it's crystal clear why it took so long to share. They're embarrassed by the cataclysmic meh it is. Based on these renderings, Park MGM seems to aspire to stand out from the rest of the strip offerings by looking like every outlet mall built in North America in the last 20 years. Prepare to be underwhelmed by tall, exposed support beams and Time's New Roman font. There is no indication that a Whole Foods will set up shop in the property, but it certainly wouldn't be out of place if it did. Adding to the collection of dull, it appears part of the former pool space will be used to add a convention space. In all sincerity, this is the first property I've seen developed in Las Vegas. I have little to no interest in visiting once it's complete, let alone staying there. Hopefully, their renderings are just underwhelming, and once they come to life, it will prove to be as impressive as Link's transformation. In defense of the project, Monte Carlo has never seemed to have a distinctive footprint in Las Vegas. These plans will at least give it that. Potentially, the most interesting news revealed was the plan to finally install a pedestrian bridge across Las Vegas Boulevard connecting Park MGM to the strip's most densely populated collection of forgettable options. On their latest earnings call, it was shared that revenues for MGM Resorts is down a bit, pointing to the renovations that have nearly 60% of Monte Carlo closed off as the reason. If you were looking for another reason to not patronize Park MGM when it opens, it was threatened on the call that if the transformation is successful they will apply the process to another property fueling speculation that excalibur would be Murin's next victim i have opinions clearly i want to hear yours
0: go ahead karen i'll let you jump in
2: no no, no. you go first because I, I have to look something up i'm i'm a little perplexed by the the images i need a comparison so you go first
0: And and by looking something up, she actually means I. I gotta go actually check out the pictures for the very first time. No,
2: fuck you, no, no.
0: I can't. 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 I'm having fun. (laughs) Listen, I got. I, I will. All I can say is. I'm not overly impressed by the pictures either, but I wasn't initially impressed with what I thought the Link was going to be and to look like. And I'm still not overly crazy about it, but I do like how easily I can get from the Flamingo to the Link and the things that are within the Link. I like a fair number of the eateries that we've been to, particularly under 360 Vegas Vacation. Umbrellas. So I'm willing to give it a chance, but I agree with you, Mark. I don't know that it's gonna be all that overwhelming. Um and, and frankly, maybe the best part is going into it with such low expectations. Right. It's right. going to blow us away just again by our lowered expectations. <laughs> but here Now if anybody gets that joke, that is a uh, mad T V from the nineteen nineties reference. So...
1: <laughs> so here's where I think fingers crossed this does actually fail so they don't rate Excalibur is they honestly think that after this they're gonna be able to jack up room rates now to me if what you were trying to do was give Monte Carlo a distinctive footprint that people would go oh hey what's that you know yeah let's go check that out and you're talking about the same kind of prices and shit that 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 Monte Carlo had okay I, I I guess I get where you're going with that. If you think that that's now going to be a high-end resort, you're fucking high.
0: I don't know, Mark. I I, I think you've hit the nail on the head with the link. I think that now you should maybe want to, if you're so inclined, put a, a a siren going off right now because I've got an elitist alert that I'm about to share. I don't. I get comped for the link, so I don't actually know what their hotel room prices are. Yeah. But hasn't the links? hotel prices gone up
1: okay all right but let's put that in proper context because link was when it was imperial palace had some of the lowest rates in all of las vegas like specifically on the strip one some of the lowest is right up there with circus circus and shit like that it was a it was a dirt hole now it's, it's more expensive than harrah's and flamingo as it should be because it's newer it's nicer than both of those it is for a property that invested the money they did in the way that it looks now and the options that it have it is priced exactly where it should be. Now, Monte Carlo was charging what 50, 60, 70 a night? How much more are you going to fucking charge in that area? You shouldn't be charging much more than it costs for you to stay at New York, New York. I don't give a fuck how much you've reinvest. I mean, that should be your peak. You're not going to charge much more than than New York, New York. And New York, New York's going to be around 80, 90 you know, bucks a night. My, the new Monte Carlo is not going to be much better than that. Is it my turn? Go ahead.
2: Okay. Absolutely. So, in looking at the renderings, it looks as though they're going to move the front entrance to more of that corner.
1: Well, if you remember, that's where it used to be.
2: Okay, I don't remember. I only remember it being back in when the they front. Had the and when they put the And then they put Diablos on the one corner, and then they put the... That took fucking, care Yeah, yeah that but... G- so it looks like from this rendering that Diablos is going away, which I like. Oh, shit. I didn't... So I've been doing a back and forth between wow. the current street view and this street view. So it looks like they are angling the entrance again, so it's facing the corner. It looks like Diablos is going away, which... Although I like the food, I'm all for it from a, an aesthetic standpoint on the front huh. of the strip. So here's the only reason that they could start charging more. if They're they, going to charge
1: more because it's newer, but I mean high end. But
2: not even that. If they have a theater there that's attracting top name stuff, if they have the arena right there and and the park MGM is going to be the closest hotel to that, the most newly renovated, because they're not renovating New York, New York, I can see, and the rooms are big. We've stayed in them. We know they have larger rooms, so I can see where they are gonna command more money for it being fully renovated and right there, especially if they get rid of a lot of the crazy kitsch on the front that was so disconjointed and actually make it look like something. Now, I agree, the front of it is blah and boring and has no personality to it whatsoever. I've seen
1: that in a thousand places.
2: I don't disagree, but I like it if they are shifting the focus to be the entrances on that corner. I see where they're going with it, is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Well, and and I will reiterate, without any exaggeration, patronize this place, and you have signed Excalibur's death warrant. Oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Go ahead and make this a success. Excalibur is dead.
0: That's a fair point. Uh, That's... no. All right. Fine. That to me I'll would be go. that would
1: me, to me would be heartbreaking. I agree. Yeah, so
2: do I. Yeah. And I don't even like the place, but I don't want <laughs> right. to see it turn into. I don't want to see it go away. And I don't want to see it turn into something that looks like the Park MGM just on the other corner of New York,
1: New York. Or some variation there. Of, I don't right. want it to look anything like fucking City Center. I don't want any. I don't of those want things. that either. Yeah.
2: So I, but I can see, if they transform the front the way that this rendering looks like from what I see, it is now. It makes more sense. Like I said, the weird thing is, is I like Diablo's as a restaurant. I right. don't like how disjointed. To me, that's almost taking Monte Carlo and making it look like TI. The way Diablo's is oh, there yeah, in front. That's fair.
1: that's fair. It doesn't
2: match with the rest of it at all. It doesn't make any sense. So I like it from an aesthetic standpoint if that's going away.
1: And how obvious is it that they didn't have a clear plan going into any of this? Because they just recently renovated this stuff. Like Two, three years ago.
2: Well, and put that Massively other pizza place on that. the side yeah. and all of that the stuff. The whole yes. new
1: frontage, the whole new, like even the walkways. Like, I'm, I, although I, I imagine they I could still use the walkways, but Which, th- all of that shit.
2: If you look at the renderings, a lot of the new stuff that they put, if you're facing the property on your right hand side, can still blend into this. Diablo's can't. Diablo's uh, has got to come in. That's down. a fair
1: point. That's a fair point.
2: So it's going to be interesting to see how they blend that all in, but. I it's it's very, it looks more like a cohesive property to me. The property just looks boring as hell.
1: Yeah, I, someone had, uh, in the article that I believe Mark Meltz had had written said that it looks like some market with the in New York, so it really kind of fits the concept. And, of And the if two New York, together. New York is
2: right there on the other side, it could tie
1: them in together. The my two biggest issues with this is. One, trying to make this a high-end property. Listen, if you want to make it like Mirage property, if you want to charge, you know, I'll even give you $100. If you want to charge 100 bucks, like, okay, that's fair. You're going to invest money in there. I-, I can see that. I can see you pulling that off. If this is your benchmark to then destroy Excalibur, you've given me two reasons to not, no matter e- if I love the place, to not patronize it.
2: Well, and to go stay at Excalibur more. I mean, honestly. Well,
0: for sure, yeah. Bump up the numbers at Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah
2: but i i think i i slightly disagree i understand why you don't want to pay more for monte carlo but just knowing again the size of the rooms i I would i think if they're not
1: paying what they're talking about it being
2: i hear what you're saying but i think if they had a chance to do it this is the property that they could based on the size of the rooms based on the location and everything that's connected to it i think they can yeah i don't like it but
0: i have a fun little tangent where would you rank Monte Carlo within the spectrum that is the MGM properties on the strip versus where you would rank the link as owned by CET on their ownership of casinos on the strip because there's a part of me that really wonders if MGM isn't trying to take a page out of CET's book and try to make the park uh, MGM, the park MGM, or whatever the hell they're calling themselves, be a almost equal to, or a tit for tat competitor to the Link from CET standpoint. It, they're both equally, you know, equidistance from what I would consider to be center strip. Just one happens to be north, the Link, and one happens to be south, M- uh, the park MGM. Right. But I think they're trying, I think MGM has taken a straight shot at the bow of CET, and in the Link in particular.
2: So I, I will have to disagree with that because I think what MGM is trying to do with the park, because it's anchored by the arena and by this theater that they're building or built, I think they're targeting a different audience. I think they're looking to revamp a property that was the lowest in their tier. I completely agree. But Not the
1: lowest, but it was down there.
2: It was. I mean, it was down there. But I think that what Caesars did with the link is very different. I,
1: I just do, I mean. I, I see what Tony's saying in, so do I. in this aspect is that both of those properties were the were the low, if not the lowest in their corporate structure. And post renovation, if this is where MGM's going, post renovation, I would put Link one or two steps above the middle, which I think is exactly where they were going with it. And I, if this would take Monte Carlo from the bottom. And if that's where they're going with it, then okay, I, I get that. If you if you're still putting Mandalay and MGM and Aria, all of those things ahead, even fuck I would argue Mirage, but even ahead of those, obviously Bellagio, and you're just trying to make this one or two steps ahead of your of your middle property, well yeah, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect.
2: And see, I think they're going a whole nother step with it. I do. Again, I, well,
1: I think that is what they're doing too. So if
2: I if I were to rank Monte Carlo today, out of all the MGM properties that we've stayed at, it's probably my second or third favorite. Mirage is up there at number one, and then between, and I guess I can't I can't put Mandalay in the whole scheme of it just because it's a nicer property, but the only time. We either had comp rooms or I had to stay there for a convention. I wouldn't pay to stay all the way down at Mandalay. For me, that's a different thing. I liked Luxor because it's Luxor, but I liked Monte Carlo. The rooms were nice. It's easy to get around. It's, for me, Monte Carlo was a better place to stay. I hate MGM for various reasons, and I've never stayed at Excalibur. So, for me... Monte Carlo was probably my second or third favorite in the MGM portfolio.
1: Yeah, you got to put that qualifier in there. Okay, I, that's fine. No, no, and I, I did. I, I, I did. I, I didn't say that you didn't. I was just fucking adding to it. I was helping. You're like, yeah, you're right. If you say it like that, yeah. And we've already talked about
2: Bellagio is just too pretentious, and I have no desire to stay there. Yeah. So put all that in there. I think that MGM. What. What Caesars did with the Link was a fantastic upgrade for that property, fantastic, and for the location and everything else. But I don't think they can still command the amount of price increase at Link that they're going to be able to, to command at whatever Monte Park MGM, whatever it is. If they renovate the rooms and because they have the arena and the theater right there, I, I just I think they're going to push. Monte Carlo to make it one of their more expensive properties,
1: and, and I think about all the people who walk to sporting events, and I think if they have to pay more and it's just that close, why bother? Like why well, don't just stay over here and then just walk to? The but I don't place. think no, that's
0: that's a great that's a great point. They, maybe they are going to jack up the price because they know they can get it for that convenience factor. Yeah, I guess time will tell. Time will definitely find out for us. But in the meantime talk to me about the 360 Vegas archive timing oh what a transition
1: well (laughs) as we've talked more about 360 vintage Vegas and recently started releasing legal lounge in the bonus round the topic of past episodes have come up some have decided to comb through the entire back catalog searching for them but we wanted to share that we planned for this a long time ago and are surprised that you didn't realize it (laughs) 360VegasPodcast.com. <laughs> because
0: you're stupid. What right. you <laughs> the hell? You guys aren't paying any attention. Only a moron wouldn't have known that.
1: 360VegasPodcast.com has individual tabs for just about every segment we have on the show. In each of those tabs, you'll find blog posts with downloadable audio for each episode we release of that segment. For segments like Annie Up, Moneyline, Vegas Oasis, and Legal Lounge previously, that have appeared within past regular shows, you'll find the entire episode it appeared in available on that blog post. Great thing about podcasts is if you are only interested in listening to that segment, you can just fast forward to it. Just wanted to prevent some of you unnecessarily digging for past content through the some 300 episodes that you would literally be combing through just looking for whatever the hell it is that you're looking for as opposed to going to a blog and typing in oh look that is that's crazy all the extra effort that i put into needing even more in some cases subtle uh, dude right yeah so there you go
2: no mark is not nothing if not if not.
1: Right. <laughs> that is a fact yeah.
0: <laughs> oh i got i got really nothing to add to this that that's there, i think there it's, isn't it's, think anything it's to add to this. yeah it's it's a very convenient offer that that you I'm, offer
2: i'm just disappointed that you are just now telling people about this if it's been there for you like know what's ever. funny is
0: that it's something <laughs> that
1: never occurred to, and, and it really is it isn't to to make fun of anybody or to mock anybody but it's just it's something i've learned working in the industry that i'm in now is that people think about technology and and the internet and mobile in completely different ways and what to one person what is just common knowledge, like, oh, well, of course, that's exactly what it would be, is like, oh, my God, did you know that this does this? Like, yeah, of course it does that. (laughs) So it's one of those things that it never occurred to me. Like, when I was building all of this, I knew, obviously, I wanted to have all these things because you would have these things. But it never occurred to me until recently that it's like, you know what, maybe you need to let people know about this. Maybe they don't realize that that's an option. So... It was less about teasing the person that I know I'm teasing and he knows I'm teasing, or just let on that it's a guy. But th- that, that, I'm, that I'm...
2: Because there's no women that are searching through back catalogs. Uh,
0: I don't, let's put you've that narrowed there. it down to 95% of the audience. Well done, Mark. Exactly, exactly. If I may put in a cheap plug for Vice Lounge Online, oh. we recently made a, an announcement on something that we also thought was obvious we have a little search bar that's a part of our website and so when people will say have you smoked you know this cigar have you tried that scotch have you ever reviewed this particular bourbon we were like yeah and so i would take the the tweet and i would type in whatever it was that they had the question on into the search box on our website, I'd find the link to that particular podcast, and then I would tweet back or Facebook back that particular link. Right. And you're right, you know, for we're up to I think 340-ish podcasts, and and you would think you you know you take for granted that people ought to inherently know how you're websites laid out and how the blog looks. Right. And so I think, it's. I think if nothing else, this is just a fun reminder to folks, yeah. if you're so inclined. New listeners, we'll chalk it up to that. Any new listeners that want to selectively listen to certain segments, <clears throat> Legal Lounge, there, <laughs> there are great ways for you to be able to find that quick and tidy.
1: And I'll, okay. uh, I'll tell you what, before we move on with that, is as much shit as we used to get in the beginning of Legal Lounge couldn't have been more polar opposite than when we release its first episode Only. of itself. Yeah. Huge Hooray! positives. It, like, everybody's like, oh my God, this is so good. My brain hurts I learned so much. This is so cool. Oh, I loved it so much. Nice job, Tony. Yes.
0: Thank you. You know, I'll tell you, it's that I, I've seen so I know in particular, and uh, and I don't mind saying it was um, our buddy Sean DeWitt, who happened to have been the uh, Twit Pick of the Week winner, sent that very, very generous and kind compliment that he was like, there's so much good information here, yeah. my brain hurts. And that, <laughs> Sean, just so you know, man, that's an insanely kind and uh, motivating uh, <laughs> compliment to get because now I'm like, oh, wait, wait, your brain hurts for that? let me see what else i can come up with that's going to make you be like (laughs) i got to listen to this thing four times before i truly understand (laughs) what the hell's going on right now seriously i like the juices have been flowing and as i'm going through and i'm doing this research i'm like no wonder mark has been on this giant vintage high right now because like all i want to do is go through and find other fun like trivial what i consider trivial but people are like no this stuff this stuff is fascinating information so anyway, there's there's some stuff coming along with that, especially knowing now that it's going to be its own material. Yes. There's a certain level of expectation. I, I my a game, it can't be <laughs> a little seven or eight minute segment. No, no. Yeah. We're going to make this worth being its own Hell individual yes. week's post. Oh, so. yes. And
2: the, the funny thing when Tony was talking, the only thing I kept thinking was check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> anyone knows where that Tony, you don't know where that's from, do you?
0: No, nope, I was able mm. to continue drinking my drink without <laughs> choking on it from laughter.
2: Alright. Some of the listeners do. I it's, just as you were talking about, you know, being able to challenge and, and putting stuff out there, I'm like, hey, bring on bread.
1: It's good stuff. We've got we and we've already got some more in the pipeline. This is stuff that had been sitting around. As a matter of fact, here's a here's a fun little fact for you, and I wonder if you know this, Tony. Did you know that the Legal Lounge episode was actually originally conceived to be two separate episodes? And I did I, not. I edited them together. Because you, you in, rambled
2: on you incessantly. <laughs> you
1: intentionally. Well, he followed the the concept that we originally had. It was like, these things can't be any longer than 10 minutes. They're going to fit within the show. So he intentionally cut himself off knowing that this was going to be a long segment. When you gave them to me, it was part one and part two. I'm like, fuck that. We're putting this shit together.
0: Can I tell you what? This is so much fun to, to talk about this. This is some real man behind the curtain stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Because remember, at the time, I was a listener, I was a fan of the show, I, I checked in every single week just because I dug what you and, and Brian were, were creating each week and talking about in the, in the camaraderie, blah, blah, blah. And so I wanted to try to fit in with that that genre, if you will. And I remember you emailing me back and being like, listen, man, this information is so fantastic. Is it okay? Can you not? Because I was trying to be flippin', right, I tried to throw yep. in some jokes, and you're like, listen, your content is good. Like you don't need to do anything to it other than just record the content that you've got that you want presented. And I'm like, oh, well, that's all right. That's cool. I'll go ahead and do that. But the best part though about it, I used to get so excited. This is such a dorky thing to say. (laughs) I used to get so excited because I couldn't wait to actually hear what you and Brian would say after the segment was over because I just expect you guys to be like fuck that is finally over holy <laughs> shit that guy can talk for a really long time about absolutely nothing <laughs> and so you guys would be like whoa I never considered the X, Y, or Z or yeah. Brian would be like you know the great part about this is now we can blah blah and I'm like oh shit they're riffing on my material <laughs> <laughs> they're riffing
2: y'all are so cute such a fanboy!
0: I am. Fan awesome. I, I, uh, I really am. I still. I still am too. I have said it. I have said it until I've been blue in the face. I said it at, at every Vegas vac. Well, certainly Vegas Vacation Four and Five, when we were sitting at. Um, and this is in particular. Vegas Vacation Four, we were at Luxor. We spent a, a great deal of time at Luxor thanks to a wonderful fellow by the name of Michael Patton. Yeah, you're where, you're, our, you're you're ahead of
2: yourself by one vacation. Yeah. The yeah, last we, one. we haven't done five yet. Yeah, the last and, one was four.
0: <laughs> math. <laughs> and, um, I remember the the dealer the the blackjack dealer and it, we we had the whole table it was um some folks from England whose names are escaping me Neil I think was maybe one of his names yeah, Mitchell Neil, no Neil that's and Sarah
2: it. Neil and Sarah
0: Neil and Sarah were there and the the dealer being like all right so you guys all seem to know each other you know are you guys a part of a convention and somebody had made the comment, they said, oh, no, 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 we're all here, we're, we're fans of a particular podcast, and then they point to me, and they're like, you know, he's one of the, the co-hosts of the, of the podcast. And I remember saying then, and I said it at Vegas Vacation 4, no, 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 I happen to be some guy who shows up half in the back and <laughs> finishes it off for the rest of the podcast, getting himself fully tanked, and I'm just the idiot that reads the material that Mark has allowed me to be a part of the show <laughs> to do. I, I am, Karen, 100% a fanboy, even for as long as I've been doing the podcast now, which is going on a year, maybe a year and a half, I still consider myself to be a fanboy that's allowed to actually be a part of the podcast.
2: <laughs> and it's one of the things that I love about you, Tony, in OK Serious Moment, but I kind of want to hit you over the head. We've said it before, and I'm going to say it one more time. The the mix that we have with the three of us, not that the hosts weren't awesome, when it was Brian, when it was, you know, Matt, when, and everybody else. But you're not just a, a stand-in on this. And that's what aggravates me when you say he's stuff not. Like that's that. That's not what I he's saying. Know. He can, he can be saying. a fan
1: of what he's doing. I mean, it's kind of like, right, here's, a, here's a perfect example. Somebody like Ray, the drummer of Korn. That, yeah, the guy was never the original part of Korn. But Korn had been around for 20 years, and then he joined the band. And he's like, holy fucking shit. I was a big fan of this band. Now I'm in this fucking band.
2: I know, but he has a big part about it. He's a big part of where, why the band is where they are. Yeah, but it's Tony to is a downplay. big part of it. Uh, why? I agree.
0: I agree. Okay,
2: that's all I'm saying. Don't
0: stupid do You're no, you're you're kind of say, but that's shut very up. kind shut of up. both of you. Shut them. up, Tony. Right. shut up. All right. <laughs> and and let's be clear. I consider the Smashbox 20. All right. So the Chandelier has some renovations. <laughs> Eater <laughs> Vegas reports that Cosmopolitan
1: plans to invest over a million dollars to make over levels 1.5 and two of the Chandelier bar. The casino floor level of the Chandelier Bar was renovated about a year ago, adding bar top gaming, drink monitoring systems, and various unrecognizable changes to the space. More of the unrecognizable variety of changes are planned for level 1.5 in the form of new flooring, wall coverings, light fixtures, and furniture. Level 2's changes will be a little bit more noticeable as plans are to make room for the customers of Egg Slut. As well as turn the space closest to the pedestrian walkway side of the lounge into an open area space. No word when the project will begin or when it is expected to be completed. We gotta talk about this because this doesn't make sense. That concerns me. Because for one, for one, uh, let's let's before we get to the obvious one, for one, the space closest to the pedestrian bridge in inside. Doesn't actually touch that side.
2: No, it doesn't because you got a big open right.
1: area. How fucking open area are you gonna make it? You gonna pick up the bar and move it over? I-, I don't understand what the fuck they're gonna do to that area. It's already like a- like a bar area seating. I I don't understand. what Well, no, what it from it is that the pedestrian
2: walkway go. when you walk in on that level. Are you, you saying they
1: think they're gonna you're, they're gonna expand it to it so you can enter from that area? Well I'm concerned. Well if they do that, that would be because that'd be better. If I
2: remember correctly, you walk in and you have the chandelier hanging mm. when you walk in from the pedestrian, and then you have to go to the left to get to the bar or all the way around the escalators to get on yeah, the right got, side well, of my exit. To, yeah,
1: yeah, to either side. Yeah. I'm
2: concerned if they're gonna make this more open to pedestrians coming in. That sounds That's like a an awful idea. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't like the, yeah yeah, now that I think about that, yeah. That's part of the magic of it is that you're like, you got to look at it like, what the fuck? Well, you are you trying to find the entrance? It's the
2: image when you, you walk in, you see all these crystals and shit hanging. I mean, it's a chandelier in the middle of the casino.
1: All right, now let's talk about the, the real disturbing thing. Now, there's already seating in that area. There's already plenty of places that you can sit and hang out at and, and each fucking egg slut. So what is it that are you that you're going to turn this into? Is it just going to be more of that seating? Or are you turning this into a fucking cafeteria?
2: So I agree. That part is concerning. Because that side of it by Eggslut, it almost feels like you're walking into the chandelier, which I like because it separates the chandelier from just the random people sitting down and around. Now, what it sounds like, according to this article, is they're going to turn it into more of an open seating area, like, i.e., maybe take down part of the chandelier, so that people who have their eggs slept feel more comfortable walking in there and sitting down. I don't know that I like that.
1: No, particular. me neither. My, uh, what, I, what I hope it is is maybe they're going to take one of those exterior bars, because they have, like, two or three of them. Maybe they're going to take one of those and, and make it into more seating for people to be able to do that. I, I still don't like it. That, that, but that, to me, is, like, the, the lesser of two evils.
0: I have nothing to add.
2: As someone who spends little to zero time right. in Cosmo. But I right. can,
0: I'll can i tell you this much. I can appreciate the fact giving more room for the customers of Eggslut. Oh I hope they will open up, I don't know, maybe a second fucking register too. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's,
2: well, if they don't get the food it, out fast enough, it doesn't matter it how doesn't many really registers matter. they open.
1: And then you just have a bunch so, of people meandering around going, where's my food? Waiting yeah. for a number to get called.
0: I hate you assholes. Fine. <laughs> okay. Fine. Here's the joke. And maybe they'll hire twice as many cooks, too. Uh,
1: see, that just, one
2: makes
0: sense.
1: They should expand the space is what they should I do.
0: Hate
2: everyone All right. <laughs> I hate I'm sorry. Hold on. If they can serve it out of a food truck, they can serve it out of that space in Costco. Yes, oh, but sure. what
1: you what have to remember is that there have always been lines at the food truck, too. That's fine.
2: Those lines are insane. I've, intentionally, I, I've never eaten there because well, the what, lines are ridiculous. Well, that's what I
1: mean by if you make it larger, perhaps you, you'll be able to better serve people. Not they have to make the whole space. They can't That's what that's you need what I twice was saying. as many kitchens. That's what I was saying. If you were
2: listening, that's I what I was saying. I heard you say that. There's not the space where that's sitting unless they push it out into the chandelier oh, bar. Oh, they
1: they will not the chandelier bar. They'd have to take. Oh, actually, they'd have to walk over. Wouldn't it? Would be milk, wouldn't
2: it? Right. Well, that probably makes sense because there's never a line at milk.
0: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> funny because it's true yeah. you know what else is funny because it's true neonopolis having questionable business practices
1: during this is so shady this is so funny yeah during an audit of the park this sounds like you know what this sounds like it sounds like when your kid gets busted for stealing something right, <laughs> right. it's so fucking dumb so dumb during well it may be not stealing you know what i mean
0: it,
2: just go. Don't mind my facial expressions.
0: During, Just go. They don't know what it means. You haven't told them yet. <laughs> no, he's
2: watching me <laughs> kind of sit her, here and yeah. like thinking and my, I'm, you know, I kind of have a contemplated look on my face. So he's trying to justify it, which you all can't see. So it doesn't matter. So read the story and we'll get into it afterwards. Y'all? Y'all. Yep. We're in the oh. South.
0: Memphis is kicking it.
1: During an <laughs> audit of the parking services division the city of Las Vegas discovered that Neonopolis has not been paying its share of the operational costs associated with the maintenance and upkeep of the underground parking garage and the facility to the tune of $270,000, dating back to 2008. Not explaining the five years prior, Neonopolis owner claims he stopped receiving bills from the city back in 2013. And rather than question it, just assumed the city sold the parking structure and they no longer needed to share the cost
0: of upkeep. (laughs) This is awesome, it gets better.
1: Currently, some of the costs detailed in the past due bill are being disputed as to whether they should be shared costs. Ownership points to $102,000 worth of upgrades to the fire alarm system made back in April as an example of a cost they were responsible for making that benefit the garage, but cost reimbursement for shared expenses was never requested. No word when or how the issue is expected to be resolved. However, the audit also revealed that Neonopolis owners stopped filing required financial statements back in 2011. How are they in business?
0: How? How is any of this in business still? There, so, all right, I'll, I'll jump in first. Yeah, and you I'll be you real, go
2: first. You go first because I have some interesting thoughts on this. But go ahead.
0: The lawyer in me is really coming out right now because on the one hand, let's be clear. In the legal world, we have something called dirty hands. There are no clean hands. There are no clean hands in this scenario. No. Huh? Number one, you've got the owner of Neonopolis who stopped making payments back in two thousand eight. Assumed something was sold in <laughs> two thousand
1: seven. I, I love I love that concept because it's like, why well, well, stop paying and you didn't come after me? So I was like, well, I guess I don't know anymore. No,
2: so hold on. So, so at least according to what his letter was, they did sell the city did sell the parking structure in two thousand thirteen. Because it wasn't that it wasn't that they he assumed they were selling, it says since they were selling, then he sure. assumed that the sharing was different. So that there's there's a different thing going on there. Technically if they if they did sell the parking structure, then the shared cost would be between Neonopolis and the new owners of the parking structure, not the city.
1: Hold on, hold hold on, let me ask you something. Did you read the article attached to this? Yes. Okay, so then I must have misphrased it. It does say in the article that they sold it.
2: So in here, he wrote back, I'm looking at the article, uh, the following day that, uh, quote, and all bills from the city from 2013 and and concluded that since the city of of Las Vegas were selling the parking to other downtown businesses, the city may have foregone cost-sharing.
1: Okay, So if they did sell it... They didn't say that they sold the parking structure at Neonopolis. They said since they were selling other parking structures they just assumed that this one got sold as well and that's why they stopped billing them
0: but here's the thing you gotta look to the contract that neonopolis would have signed with the city of las vegas on that parking structure yeah because there may or may not and i would assume there probably was a requirement that even if the city sold the parking structure the payments that otherwise would have gone to the, oh, I see what's going on. Oh, the city wants that pay. Who, who had the original ownership of the parking structure? Uh, who I, was the original well, owner of the parking structure?
1: Yeah, that I'm not sure, but you would have to think it's the city because that's why they're sharing costs. Because why would the – if if Neonopolis owner owned it, how would you be able to convince the city to, to pay into it?
2: You could have, if you had a contract with the city to, to pay into it. But my guess is the city owned the parking structure. Yeah, that's
1: my... I, I see what you're saying, because it could have been yeah. like, hey, we'll build it if you help us pay for it.
2: Right, but otherwise, the, there's no way the city would ah, have taken on city, ownership
1: yeah. of the cost.
0: Right.
2: So it must have been... Especially since
1: the city's sending them a bill. Right. Yeah.
2: So my my guess would be, again, we haven't seen the contracts, my guess would be that the city agreed to build and own the parking structure in exchange for Neonopolis, who has massive amounts of access to it is sharing the cost right so first you have the fact that the city uh or that neonopolis didn't pay starting in 2008 and then in 2013 <laughs> and and it's right when you read this now they might have been selling other parking structures right. so they just assumed that they were selling this one and were foregoing the cost or
1: see i thought for a second i'm like did i misread it and wrote it wrong and then you read it verbatim i'm like no i remembered it right they're like no no no, you guys were selling other ones so we thought they probably just sold this one too which
2: actually that makes no sense because if they were selling <laughs> if they were selling the parking to other business owners anything and so you may have just foregone this cost okay no if we're selling parking we'll forego the cost if we sell it to you and you have to do all the upkeep not we're selling some others so we'll just give you this one that makes no sense <laughs> right. unless they had again depending on how you read it and it might be worded very vaguely a right. lawyer would have to tell us that i mean did they know there was a contract for this property or are they just saying well you were selling others so we just assumed you were selling this one too
1: speaking of we got to get back to the
0: lawyer's point yeah. of view because i think we we're, jumped we're, all over yeah we're, we're cutting off gold here so Sorry, tony. please tony well, pick up dirty hands uh, so The concept of not having clean hands is you're doing something you shouldn't be doing and then you're trying to claim victim, but you can't claim victim because you technically had an obligation that you weren't fulfilling. You don't have clean hands on the scenario. So I am looking at this. The so Neonopolis stopped making payments to the best of my knowledge here back in 2008. (laughs) Right, but the and they were at the time they were they had a contractual obligation with the city of las vegas am i still correcting this assumption yeah yes yep and so in fast forward to 2013 the city of las vegas sells the parking structure that they had had a contract with neonapolis well no no is no well
2: different? and that's what we don't
1: know that's so I- that's just when they started uh, when they stopped receiving bills is that what it was
0: yes stop receiving yes so yeah so we don't
1: know if it was sold but they stopped
2: receiving bills in the letter that neonopolis sent back it said because the city was selling parking to other businesses so i probably made the false assumption that they did sell the parking so it sounds like the city hasn't sold here's
1: what we know in 2013 neonopolis stopped receiving bills so they stopped paying before they stopped receiving bills but in 2013 they stopped receiving bills and rather than question that. They just assumed that the city sold the parking structure and that they didn't have to pay anymore. They weren't getting any more bills.
0: Mm, That is, um, yeah, (laughs) Indianapolis has zero. I shouldn't say zero. Maybe they've got one leg to stand on, but on the otherwise uh, four legs of a wooden stool that is the legal traditional argument. Neanopolis doesn't have a whole lot to work with. <laughs> well, and so this is one of those situations where Neanopolis would come to me as an attorney and I'd be like, I don't know what you were thinking. Like you <laughs> had a contractual obligation and you can argue all you want, you thought X occurred, right. but you didn't have any actual factual ability to prove what you wanted to just assume and choose to believe. This is so yeah. Anyway, so, this will be fun to watch. So I can tell
2: you exactly what they were thinking.
0: Okay. Okay. They
2: they got bills in two thousand eight, two thousand
0: nine, 2010, 11, and twelve. saved on, one after another. Years. Years. Jesus, that's a lot.
2: I know. Hold on, Asgard just made an appearance. So oh, they aw, they got fair. five years of bills and didn't pay. Right. And nobody came after them I for know. collections. No one closed them. I know. <laughs> like this worked. I know. So no one came after them for collections. And after that, in 2013 going forward, they didn't get anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's a part of me as a, as a business, it's like, especially one like Neapolis, that we know is in a world of shit.
1: It's been in trouble But They're day like, one.
2: oh, thank God they're not collecting. All right, we're good. What's the Statue of limitations? Maybe they didn't look at that. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed. It's all, we're they're almost in the f- clear. Yeah. It's the <laughs> same Maybe and, they forgot about us.
2: Well, and honestly, I go back to the city. How the fuck do you not realize that they are nine years okay. behind? I'll,
1: I'll, uh, I will argue.
2: Nine years. 28, 2000, excuse me, 2008 was the, the first bill they sent that they didn't pay. Okay,
1: let, let's let's properly put that in its place. It is a government agency, and there's a reason why you document so many things. You may think you're getting away with it. All it is it's taking that I don't, much longer I to it. I don't it.
2: disagree. But if the city of Las Vegas is having any kind of financial issues fire your fucking accounting well, okay, department. Okay, that I
1: agree with you, because <laughs> nine years and, and a major business? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a quarter this is of a million not, dollars. Th-
2: this is like the cornerstone of your downtown that is failing miserably. Who is not, like, eye-hawking this, like, what the fuck is going on? Where are we going to get our money? They owe us this. Who dropped the ball on this one? And where's, honestly, where's the collusion? Because I can guarantee you, they knew the owner of fucking Neonopolis. They're like put over here the side. Nobody's going to It's funny.
1: It, it's, it's what I like about it is it sounds like when a kid gets caught doing something and then they start making, well, you didn't say this, so I just right. assume that's what you meant. first and percent And then even on top of it, when they made the bullshit argument, like, what? okay well so we put a whole lot of money in here we didn't ask you to pay it like one we didn't sign a fucking contract saying we were going to pay for that well <laughs> it's- right and so going back
2: to the whole issue of the lease if it's in the lease that the maintenance and repair and all of this is supposed to be shared by certain percentages, I would think that Neonopolis will have a claim to have that $270,000 piece reduced by whatever the I city right? shares. By whatever
1: the city does. No, I, I mean... We, we, we owe you $50,000 less than that. <laughs> but you know
2: what? From their standpoint, why are they not going to go after everything that they possibly can? That's fair. I,
0: I think that if anything the best argument that neanopolis is going to have is this $102,000 upgrade to the fire alarm system because an argument could be made if you haven't been if if they when so the statement here is ownership points to $102,000 upgrades to the fire alarm system made back in April so i assume that means april of this year yeah if i were the attorney for neanopolis i'd say so let me get this straight My client, Neonopolis, hasn't made a single payment to you since 2008, and yet in 2017, you decided to upgrade $102,000 worth of fire alarm system, and you think my client, who hasn't made any payments in the last nine years, needs to be on the hook for this $102,000? Why wouldn't you have tried to collect from my client first before investing $102,000 in upgrades to a fire alarm system and then try to tack it on to what you think my client owes. Well, no, that's I think, what, Tony,
2: I think it's the flip side. So Neonopolis, Neonopolis paid spent for the 102000 yeah. to upgrade the fire line.
0: Oh, so it's ownership of Neonopolis. Oh, there you go, even better. If I were a Neonopolis' attorney, I'd yes. be like, listen, we owe you $270,000. Less $102,000, but we really need to negotiate what we legitimately owe you of that 207000 <laughs> yeah. And we think $102,000 would call it even.
2: <laughs> Tony is seeing my point. There you go. Or at least whatever their prorated share of the, <laughs> of, the bill. of the associated cost per the Listen, lease. we're not saying
0: right. we don't owe this. We're just saying <laughs> we owe less. <laughs> right, right, right. See, and just like a good attorney, I flipped on a dime when I was like, right, oh, wait, those aren't my facts? Okay, here's what I actually meant. <laughs> (laughs) take two all right all right this has been fun but i think we should move into prop bets Mm -hmm. for those of you unfamiliar prop bets is an extension of the news but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items first up as massachusetts makes its way into the gaming market misguided morality has once again become part of the conversation as regulators are quote-unquote strongly opposed to Win's request to extend the cutoff time for serving alcohol from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. There is fear that this would lead casinos to eventually serve alcohol 24 hours a day and or lifting the state's smoking restrictions that have currently been cited in state law. Hey, listen, man, go Win If you can either get uh, drinking extended from two to four and or get the smoking ban for casinos lifted, that would be amazing and then all of a sudden this guy's got an actual incentive to go out to massachusetts <laughs> right
2: <laughs> it's being reported that spago at cedars
1: cedars
0: <laughs> uh, I've, I've been there i've been there a lot of fucking trees a lot of
1: trees <laughs> cedars palace <laughs> All right, so
2: I'm going to read this, and I'll ask a question. It's being reported that Spago's at Caesar's Palace will be closing after 25 years on the property. Speculation is that it will be relocated to Olives at Bellagio. Okay, so hold on. Spago is the one that's in the middle of the shopping mall?
1: I believe so. It's it's like it's the old one. It's it's the one that, that when they opened up the forum shops, they're like, boom, Spago.
2: Okay, it's really good. And at Mario Batali's, isn't I it? I think so. Yeah. Amazingly, it's good. And I would be okay with it moving because I've never been to Olives and have no reason to go there, but I like Spago, so...
1: Yeah. Ah,
0: see, that's interesting because I've never been to Spago, but I've been to Olives, and I really dig Olives. well... exactly. There you go. We'll see.
1: Boundtown Blue has begun installing the building ramp to cover the incomplete sections of the project the city has been asking for since 2015. No word when the project will be complete, but it is estimated to cost $500,000. Fontainebleau has reportedly been 30 days away from closing the sale of the property to a new owner for about two years.
2: How does it cost half a million dollars to put a wrap on? <laughs> That's a really line of
0: big business. piece of saran wrap, is right?
2: I, I'm in the wrong line of business.
0: Robert Irvine's Public House Restaurant opens at Tropicana this week. Vegas Eater shared the restaurant's all-day menu with prices that don't change from lunch to dinner service. Robert Biden's Public House will be open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily, and those interested in what's being offered, you're gonna get things like uh, $17 kale pesto pizza, $32 of uh, chicken fried duck confit, and other things that we're gonna to link to on the blog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why is that funny?
2: I, well, because it's duck confit, not confit, but okay. And a snob. Well, no, and he also said it was open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., but it's 11 to 11. Oh,
0: sorry. That's okay. Sorry. I, and I, actually, I swore. That's, the funny thing is, I would have fought you tooth and nail that uh, I had said 11 to 11, but I'm fairly confident the Bacardi's kicked it. <laughs> so am I.
2: And I have to say that I, I kind of like the fact that the prices don't change from lunch to dinner, but the disappointing fact for me is, because I, I really would like to have tried one of his restaurants, but the short look at that menu doesn't give me a lot of things that I'm interested in eating, which is I is
1: kind of That's why I, I made the, the two. Tony didn't read it the, the way I wrote it. But I, I, I attempted to mock the two items that we referenced there, because I'm like, mm. yeah, those are two things that give me zero incentive to go check <laughs> this place out. And I'm
2: kind of disappointed, because I like the guy. Yeah. yeah. Eater Vegas reports that the lounge at Excalibur has reopened, now offering live music and karaoke on the main stage, as well as shuffleboard and foosball.
1: I would go to that karaoke. I
0: would go to that karaoke. Oh, my God, we are super fighting right now. Holy shit, we are fighting so hard right now.
1: why, Why are we fighting?
0: Because I have been begging you. Matter of fact, I could probably produce screenshots of text messages between you and I where I said, you should absolutely work a karaoke project into a Vegas vacation. Hold on, I, hold on. Well how how do I wait, let me finish right. where your response was Yeah, but how do I actually create a Vegas vacation where the main host doesn't even show up <laughs> for large sections of the Vegas vacation? You both fuck yourself, man.
1: It's very true, and I believe he virtually quoted me. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I've been fighting this concept for a while, but it, it's you know what you know what I think it is everything we've done. I always feel like I'm I'm gonna participate in, and for the longest time I couldn't wrap my head around I'm like I'm not fucking singing, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing it. And this recent Vegas vacation, everybody kind of went out and did it, and I'm like I would never be a part of it, but I would fucking heckle the shit out of you, or I would have fun, you know, goofing off there. I'm like. All right, I see it. And then you tell me that there's one on the strip like, oh, well, yeah, we could make this happen. That's a different story.
0: Oh, uh, I, I am so angry right now. I can't even. <laughs> Folks, this is going to be the last episode with oh, Tony. Listen to what this. this. Whatever. Whatever. Right.
2: And, <laughs> and can I, but I have to just ask a question. Why sure. shuffleboard?
0: Yeah, it's Why? Right. Why? It's what the millennials are doing these it, days. It is a weird, social. to. Is that because
2: they're honestly interacting with their old grandparents? They're like, let's go play shuffleboard. Okay, Granny.
1: I think I think it's just... Well, think about beer pong. It's basically the exact same thing, except with ping pong balls and, and cups elevated. It's the same... It's still the same sort of game.
0: Is that what they're doing? Are they playing a drinking shuffleboard game? No, no, it's not
1: a drinking shuffleboard game, but the, the concept... It's still the same social game... Just not, you know, with a with a you know, skew towards drinking.
0: So so let's be clear. You're saying that... Oh, shit. What was it called? What's it? <laughs> shuffleboard? <laughs> the other one. Karaoke? Okay, so beer pong is to shuffleboard just without the alcohol... And there's no ball and no net and no paddles, so oh. not at all. Like okay, so there are n- <laughs> yeah, there, there are no paddles <laughs> and, and come on over, are- Karen. I'll show you what shuffle <laughs> ball looks like.
2: Because they're hanging low enough, that you can shuffle them from one spot <laughs> to the other.
0: Line you up right next to my wife. On the shuffle. <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I can. I digress. Please continue. That's it. <laughs> okay. So,
1: <laughs> broker, yes.
0: that's right, I will. That's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move into coming attraction. is a portion of the show where we share with you accent artists that are outside of the usual residencies that are performing in Vegas in the future. Wait, hang on. I got a plug I got to put in. I got to get serious now.
2: <laughs> I may have to get up for a second...
0: <laughs> 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 This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Even the dog's chiming in like, she's fucking cracking up, dude. <laughs> she's only ever cracked up like this once in on the show. <laughs> so Stone Sour is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Thursday, October 19th. Shows start at 6:30, and tickets start at $40. All right, what's what's cracking you up? What's what, 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 what's broken
1: you?
2: Hold on, hold on. I can do this. You do this. Oh, right. Oh God, no, not with this artist's <laughs> name. Jesus. <laughs> All right, so Cracker is performing at the Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Link Promenade on Sunday, August 20th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets
1: start at $22. He's making up numbers now. (laughs) Bob Saget is performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade Saturday, September 16th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $35.
0: Motionless in White is at Brooklyn Bowl at the Link Promenade Thursday, September 28th. Show starts at 6 p.m. Tickets start at $23. Here's another one that's going to make you laugh, Karen. It
1: is. <laughs> All right, hold on. You should be laughing this hard while reading this.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to hang out of the dog, which is not good because he's going to go crazy. All right. <gasps> make America Rock Again featuring Scott Stapp
1: of Creeper. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Drowning Pool, Trapped, and More performing at the Brooklyn Bowl on Friday, September 29th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Save us
1: all, Scott! Save us all! Fucking loser. Here's actually a badass one. Apocalypta is performing at the joint at Hard Rock Sunday, October 1st. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $33. How do you think they do a concert like that? If you're not familiar with Apocalypta, they are a what is are they cellos? What are they? A uh, uh, big
2: Oh god. They're they're like stringed in- instruments,
1: but they'll play like not just
2: cellos, but like a they're like a string quartet, stand
1: up bass stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's a uh, uh-huh. They'll play heavy metal music with it, with these classical instruments, and but the thing is, is they're they're frequently bringing in like all of their real hits are with guest singers on. So how do you do that live?
2: Uh, they have them on track.
1: You think that's probably oh, it? Yeah, they have. And it's more just like no, no, no. We know what they sing live. We want to hear you play that shit live. I like apocalypto apocalypse is cool.
0: Incubus is performing a series of shows that join at the Hard Rock starting Saturday, August, no, October, 7, 8, 11, 13, and 14. Shows start at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $50. Too many <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> right? I thought I was calling bingo numbers for a minute. Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. Bring it down. We're going to be serious for a minute because we've got some listener feedback. We've had
1: several listeners reach out to us regarding my willingness to discuss my issues with anxiety and depression on the show, thanking me and sharing their own experiences. The reason I've been so forthcoming with my issues is, and I think I've talked about it on the show before, is that for years I tried to hide them. I was, I was ashamed of, of my issues. And part of the reason is. Well, first I had to learn to accept that they were the issues, but part of the reason I was reserved about accepting them is the bullshit labels that are given to them. Like a perfect example is depression. Symptoms are described as sad or feeling blue or even just the word depression itself. And, and, you know, it's most commonly agreed upon definition. Once I was able to properly learn what that is, I, I think the best definition I ever heard of depression, that. I was finally able to relate to was depression is rage turned inward once I was able to come to grips with this or come to accept it that the only way that I could prevent myself from falling back into that shame was to speak openly about it there are many things that have happened as a result of this show that I never planned or could have anticipated hearing that my willingness to share my issues removes some of the negative stigmatism affiliated with them as well as empowers people to do the same regarding their issues is probably on the top of that list. I just, I get a kick out of the idea that people enjoy what we do, that it brings them happiness, makes them laugh. But the idea that sharing my issues openly helps people deal with theirs in some small way is one of the most humbling experiences i i can't thank all of you enough for sharing your stories with me it means a lot that you take the time and even more to know that anything i do helps
0: you know i'll be the first to jump in real quick mark and just say you have been incredibly open with the things with which you struggle and i think it's first of all i just think it's brave but to a certain extent there's a part of it that's like Hell yeah, man! Just own it. Just be like, yeah. you know what? Here's the here are the things that I struggle with in this world. Some people may be able to relate to it. Some won't. For those that can't, no harm, no foul. It'll be white noise for those though that can uh, understand a little bit of where I'm coming from. Mm. I just want you to know you're not alone in, in, in feeling those things or thinking those or you know whatever the the situation yeah. might be. I, I, I guess I'm. My point is, you've been incredibly. I hate to even use the word brave because you're not looking to be right. the poster child for anything and you're not trying to stand out. But on the other hand, I think it's cool. You're like, here are the things with which I struggle in this world. Some of you may be able to relate to it. Here's how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I understand why you're getting the feedback that you're getting from whomever you're getting feedback from because it's got to be nice to hear people say, you know what, man? I get that like I know what you're talking about Mark I am in the same boat with you and I think that's super cool it's just it's another thing it's it's a deeper thing and just what 360 Vegas is about the people can go yeah I know what he's going through I, I deal with that in some manner you know whatever I, at any rate I, I just I, it's my way of saying I get what you're talking about yeah. I can't necessarily personally relate to it per se but I can understand how It's a struggle for folks, and I I don't know. All right, let me cut to the chase. For folks who are otherwise inclined to maybe self-harm themselves, I love that you might be this one thing that's out there for them to go, all right, man, I can can work through this. He's dealing with it. He talks about it on his podcast. I can do this. That's super cool.
1: Man. Yeah, and one that's that's the thing that I that I get that. Like, first of all, it, it blows me away. Like every time I get one, I'm like, Karen, you got to read this. Like like <laughs> it, it makes my day. Like wow, this is amazing. Because like it would be one thing if I was going out there and saying, I'm going to share my experience, and I hope that helps some of you. But to me, it was just, I know if I don't just like you were saying, Tony, if I don't just claim this and I and I just play if this is my issue, I'm just going to talk about it openly. So that way, that so it, to me everything I've done was self-preservation it was like I can't allow myself to ever become ashamed of the situation so I'm gonna talk about it freely never thinking there was any chance that that would help or empower somebody else every time I hear that I'm like going, really yeah like I made the show because I wanted it to be entertaining I wanted to make people laugh I wanted to have fun with friends I wanted to talk about Vegas those are things that it's like i never that I've never that even thought like like the friends we've made never thought of thought that would happen as a part of the show so helping people for something like this never in a million years could have dreamed something like that
2: so, so I'll put it in a slightly different but similar perspective whereas I've seen you again we've been married 21 20 years, years known each other before then I have seen you when you haven't been open about what's going on in your head and I've seen you I don't want to say regress because that's not the right word, but you will beat yourself up incessantly if you aren't just full blown out. This is me. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm doing. And I, it, it's and I'm not gonna lie, it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Sitting on this side, listening to what's going on in your head.
1: Yeah, it, it is. So, it's well, just so hard. Mu- so much that we don't. We don't have those conversations a lot. We just refer to it as I'm in a dark place. Well, we
2: no, I think it's. I've always wanted to know and to understand, and it got to the point where you'd start describing shit to me, and I'm like, I, I my my instinct as your wife is to protect you and yeah. fix it and help, and I can't, and I know I can't. Right. And I, I don't want that to sound like you can't ever talk
1: to me. No, 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 no. It's so uh, let's put we, that out we literally there. had uh, one of the most recent was. A, a spouse writing uh, very much like you're talking about where they, they, you know, their significant other is dealing with the same thing and they know there's nothing they can do. They can't, they can't help.
2: But one of the things I do know is when you tell me, like, I'm in that dark place, I back off. Yes. I, I, I'm like, alright, I'm here, you know, I'm here, I'm going to help, but I'm not going to push. And one of the things though that I love about what you're doing now yeah. is it's not just with me that you're saying, I'm in a bad place, this sucks, I'm not comfortable, you're putting it out there and doing it in the only way that you can and be you, which is the most brutally honest, Yeah, this is me kind of a thing. And one of the things that I do love about this show, and I think that the feedback that you've been getting is validation for it, is that there's other people out there like you that relate to the way your mind works, to, to where your head is to your love of Vegas pick it every everything that you put out there's somebody that relates to it and I am thrilled that you're getting affirmation from somebody other than me who I may not be going through the same thing and I don't understand it
1: that's always mind-blowing when somebody's like no I I'm going through the same thing like holy shit and
2: God bless them if if you guys can anybody who's in your headspace if they can find somebody else that they relate to I I view that as a lifeline. So I well, think yeah. to, to Tony's point, you're brave for putting it out there. But I also think that you're just doing it because you have to live your life full out. This is me. Take it or leave it. And Yeah. I I You don't you don't have to explain it,
1: I mean no, a ton I, more, I, but I had I had a I never- that I just lost, like, seconds before it was coming out. No, it wasn't anything wrong. Um, It was almost that I had a conflicting idea, like, and then this idea, too. And then they fought, and it was like going, they both knocked each other out, like, oh,
2: shit. (laughs) Welcome to Mark's
1: head. (laughs) 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 That's kind of how it works. And you see his
0: brain. Oh, I I remember. I remember what it is.
1: So one thing I will say I'm incredibly fortunate about is I have always, through no training or sheer luck let's say or or i don't i don't know what it is i've always been able to analyze things everything even myself as, as what's going on and while i can't understand from from a way that i can fix or or rationalize out a lot of the the issues that i'll go through especially when i get to that dark place i have always been fortunate enough to be able to recognize that i'm in that dark place and 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 Rationalize out that okay, okay, let's just let's just let's just every everything's let's find let's find just calm down. It, yeah. let's, let's just, just yeah. let's just relax. Yeah. Even if it is some of the painful things you've seen, where it's like I just need to be left alone, and I I'm just spending time by myself in in in, in an area. Well, the that's left quiet alone or- I can
2: handle. It's the anger that I can't handle, and that's the part yeah. that I don't know how to deal with. But anyway, no, you you have done. You are so self aware
1: i'm very fortunate with that there's i i i won't lie it's it's the reason i'm probably still alive to this day is i have the ability to look at the situation and go something's wrong something is wrong and you need to just step away and calm the fuck down and just whatever it is you need to do go do it be aware that something isn't chemically right right now and just let's just let's be aware of that
2: well and i appreciate again the folks that take the time to write in and tell you yeah because i think that no matter how much you don't you're not looking for adulation or, ad- or any of that kind of stuff but i think it's i think it's good for you to have camaraderie for lack of a better word because i to, to feel like you're all alone and having that headspace has got to be awful
1: in a perfect example we've talked about this before there are there are artists that that i have that I'm, I'm very drawn towards. That I feel that connection with because they'll be like Jonathan Davis or Chester Bennington, well, Chester where, where has brought they, a lot of this out, yeah. where yeah, Chester's brought a lot of this out. But where they'll have lyrics that I have felt before, exactly felt before, and you have that connection. Like holy shit, someone else is going through that. That they, right. they know exactly what I'm talking about, and and. It's, it's things like that's what those conversations, those emails, those correspondence are about, like going, oh, my God, I'm not I'm not the only one. Right. That's fucking amazing. I can't help them. They can't help me. But it's like I know somebody else. I know somebody else battling. But I, I think, know somebody else struggling.
2: I think Tony said it. Tony said it. It's like a lifeline. It's, it is. It, it is. It's a connection point that you didn't expect to have, and it's not that it's going to necessarily make things any better, but it lets you know that, you know, somebody else can relate to where your headspace is and what's, yeah. you know, going on. So. Well,
1: and I'll tie this all together with, with something that's a bit more upbeat. There are a lot of things. Upbeat that, is good. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of things that I never expected this audience to do. And Tony's even feeling a bit of it. This vintage 100% was facilitated. Not, not I, I don't want to give them all the credit, but it was definitely encouraged by the number of people who just kept asking about vintage. And I finally got into it. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Tony gets positive affirmations about a legal lounge out there and you feel that energy like, yeah. I want to do more. I want to do more of these. Same thing with the listener feedback that I get. You know, it's every time it gets shitty or it gets anywhere, like you hear that, like to your point, the, the lifeline, it's like there's somebody else out there. I'm not alone. Yeah. That's, it. it's all, it's that interaction, that un, That un, unexpected, unsolicited, super appreciated interaction that you're like, what you did affected me, and vice versa. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's a good way to wrap this up. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I agree, and that's and that is what we try to bring each and every week when we've got a 360 Vegas vacation <laughs> podcast, or Vegas Vegas Vegas, Vegas podcast. Oh shit! <laughs> Pos- all, of all of a sudden, I turned into Max Hedrick Vegas Vegas Vegas. <laughs> All right, gang, I guess that's probably going to do it for episode 239. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon.com, Tickets.AccessVegas.com, EarthLimo, and you will get 10% off just by using the promo code 360Vegas, or you can make a donation via PayPal. You can also buy merchandise from our store, which is Zazzle.com forward slash 360 Vegas. We do get a cut of those profits, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, either written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio, you can always use your smartphone, you can email it to the show, and we do have instructions on how to do that, as well as... On the blog's
1: main page you can find those instructions on the blog's main page tony where can folks find you even if you can't find yourself
0: thank you i'm at 360 vegas tony and
1: karen i'm at 360 karen mark no i'm
2: not i'm at,
0: at karen mark
2: <laughs> <laughs> too many 360s on the front of stuff i'm at karen mark <laughs> <laughs> he just told you where you can find me so
1: until next time